listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm Tiny, sitting across from me, and just John Long. What's up? We're here to talk about odd news. Uh, but first, how was your week? It's pretty good. We are, uh, not we, my wife is decorating for Christmas already, so apparently we're one of those families now. <laughs> Which uh, guy? That's a joke from a guy that works with me. He he found out his girlfriend wants to decorate Christmas early too. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we're doing that. And as I left, they were putting the Christmas tree up above the door on that little stupid area. Somebody <laughs> when they built the house, and uh, this so, is yeah. a good spot for a tree. It's a great spot for a if tree. you can get there. <laughs> yeah, you just got to have like a twelve foot ladder to get up there. But luckily, I do have one. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, whoever bought that for Roly Poly. And oh, that was me. Never mind. <laughs> That's right. Credit to John. Credit to me. Yeah. <laughs> One of the few things I kept. <laughs> so, yeah. How has your week been? Uh, it's okay. I'm working nights this week. So. Oh, boy. Fun. Yeah. Fun. It's nice. <laughs> Driving the minivan to work, too, huh? Yeah. The truck's in the shop. Does any of the guys give you a hard time when you get out of the minivan? No, uh, because. I wait until everybody else <laughs> leaves. And then about, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes after I walk out there and crank right. up the minivan. You just got to, you got to own it. <laughs> call it the shagging wagon. Point out that the seats just fold call out. call me Bobby Poe. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got your uh, uh, Lobo CD. <laughs> Load it up in there. You know it. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, yeah, uh, it's been a pretty boring week around my house. Hudson brought his girlfriend to church on Sunday. Okay, nice. Which was cool. They had a Friendsgiving after church with Mm -hmm. all their buddies over at her house. And uh, several of the older men at church commented about how good looking Hudson's girlfriend was. That's not creepy at all. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Hudson was like, that's a little weird. He's like, three people told me that she was good looking. I was like... Those are just old men. <laughs> you should be. You should take it as a compliment. They're surprisingly just like young, young men. men. <laughs> yeah, so that that'll never leave you, son. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people were like, uh, "Yeah, Eddie was like, oh, Hudson got him a good looking girl," and I was like, "Well, yeah, I raised him right, you know. Like, I didn't raise an idiot, man. Like, get the best looking girl you can. That's the long mantra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what we do." Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else funny happened. We beat Kentucky. Shout out. I mean, no surprise there. No surprise. <laughs> but I always like to play Kentucky because it's like Bloods versus Crips and, um, you know, red and blue. It looks good on TV. Except they wore those stupid gray uniforms. I didn't mm-hmm. like that. Didn't like that at all. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so we clinched the SEC West. And we will be playing Georgia. For the SEC title. Ooh. So just one game tough. at a time. We That's gotta, right. We got to worry about Chattanooga, Chattanooga this week. That's right. <laughs> and then Auburn, and then we'll play Georgia. But we won the first SEC West Division Championship in 1992, and now we've won the last one because we're moving away from divisions after oh, this yeah. year. 
So okay. There you it go. would be great since we won the first SEC championship game if we could win the last one in the division as well. bookends. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, we've won – what was it, 14 in that time? More than any other division mm-hmm. championship, which we don't really – I mean, at Alabama, you don't really celebrate division championships, <laughs> no. but we've won more than anybody else right. during that span. I can't remember who was second. It wasn't Tennessee. <laughs> no. Tennessee got smoked by Missouri. I don't know if you watched that. I didn't watch it, but I did see the highlights. Missouri, I was very proud of, has a white running back. You don't see too many white <laughs> running backs these days. I was very proud of that young man. Yeah. And uh, anyways, yeah, it was a good football weekend. So LSU is, their quarterback's real good for everybody acting like he was almost killed when he played Alabama. <laughs> That's what I say. I mean, yeah, his the coach, didn't he come out? And- After this game, he came yes. out and said something. Yeah. He's and I was like, mad. dude, you sent him back in for a play, which Brian Kelly killed a kid. People forget about that. Do you know about this? <laughs> no, we Brian don't Kelly killed a kid. Okay. okay. I can't remember his name. I used to have it memorized. When he was at Notre Dame, they were having practices, and he sent a, like, it was high winds, and he sent a GA up on the scissor lift to video practice. Scissor lift got flipped over, killed the kid. Man. Brian Kelly killed a kid, huh. and... It's kind of gangster, honestly, but <laughs> he's to sit around and act like you care about Jaden Daniels after you sit him right back in after Dallas Turner hit him, you know. Well, he does care about him, but he cares about him because he wants to win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? They're not winning the SEC championship I don't see what the big deal is. It's not like he locked him in a dark room after he got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Mike Leach. <laughs> this good old boy, Mike Leach. Everybody was real funsies with him. That was Craig James' kid, too. Yeah. People forget Craig James killed five hookers, by the way. What? <laughs> That's just an online joke. <laughs> if you ever go to a sports message board and bring up Craig James, people will say Craig James killed five hookers. <laughs> yeah. Brian Kelly killed a kid. Craig James killed five hookers, and his kid got locked into a closet in a shed by, <laughs> by Mike Leach. Which they say is really bad for concussions, or at least they were saying that I then. Have, I have no idea. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher got fired. He did. He's going to make a lot of money to not coach football. Uh, Mississippi State, they're looking for a new coach, too. They fired their coach. Yeah. He, he didn't even make it a whole season, hmm. poor guy. Yeah. You think maybe Jimbo Fisher will slide over there? I, it would be it would be funny to me if Jimbo Fisher went to Mississippi State, took a very minimal contract, paid me $200,000 a year or whatever. It was and just it, awesome. It, well, it was just coaching on Texas A&M's money. Oh, okay. You know, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. you're paying me to coach somebody you have to play again. That's what I say. But if it, and then, like, Mississippi State, they, like, beat Texas A&M. That's right. Like, year after year after year. I don't – I don't think Jimbo Fisher will coach again. I mean, he kind of showed his one championship, Jameis Winston won for him. Yeah. I love Jameis Winston, <laughs> not because he's a great football player. He's funny and he's from Alabama. But uh, also, which he played for the Saints some yesterday and threw some amazing interceptions. Classic Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was at Florida State, he was balling out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and stealing crab legs. I was just about to say, really likes the crab legs. Loves them. Publix has an excellent selection of crab legs. That was before the NIL. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he won that championship for Jimbo and got him that job. And 
then Jimbo got all mad because we said he bought his team last year, you know, with the NIL <laughs> money and tried to say we were cheating. Alabama never cheats. Everybody knows that. We've <laughs> yes. always been above the board. And if you want those checks to keep clearing, you'll say it too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we don't pay the refs. So, yeah, it's been an interesting week. I don't know who Mississippi State will hire. I don't uh, – if I was him, I'd try to hire Dan Mullen back. Your biggest success, <laughs> yes. Your big, biggest success outside of Jackie Sherrill was with Dan Mullen, mm-hmm. and I would try to hire him back. I don't know if Dan Mullen would be worth anything, but that'd probably be who I call. Him. Whatever happened to Les Miles? What's he doing now? Oh, I think he's just living it up. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't think. Yeah, he ain't got any idea. He he was an idiot too. You know, <laughs> I, I was about to say. I- I like Les Miles. I he liked him great. a lot. He, he was, was so funny. He was very funny. <laughs> I liked it. Coach O. Coach Didn't O was it great. Come out that he like had something going on. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're a head coach at college football at a at a major SEC school and married to his wife <laughs> and married to a woman who looks like a twelve year old boy <laughs> and some young co ed <laughs> propositions you, it's not right. Yeah. It's but, not right. And like I keep trying to tell John, he don't believe me. There are no vegan tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Les Miles definitely wasn't vegan. <laughs> Neither was Coach O. You know, yeah. Coach O got a divorce during all of that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Joey Freshwater, people forget. <laughs> I, I didn't forget about Joey nobody, Freshwater. Nobody around here has forgot about Joey Freshwater. Mike Price. Which that was just a rumor, though, right? That was, no, just, he was, I, I that think, was just one dude's story, I thought. Yeah, but I think he was down at Innisfree trying to pick up chicks all the time. Why I mean, you, he was single. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't married well, at the time. I thought, I, okay, no, I could be totally wrong. I thought they were. he was still married, but his wife left and went back to to California. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Maybe they were at the end of their relationship. Maybe. maybe. His wife was good looking. Yeah. You know, she's a good looking lady. She should have tried to patch that one up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So anyways, it was an exciting weekend of college football. And, uh, you know, and now we're here today to talk about news. What do you got this week? Okay. We're going to talk about why God doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Waffle House. We're talking about Waffle House workers, and we're going to talk about a guy who, a firefighter who really loves Chick Fil A. Hmm. Okay, I have a story about a funeral home couple who got arrested. I have a story about airline pilots and magic mushrooms. Okay, but I want to start with this one. We got a little uh, QAnon shaman update. Oh boy, he's running for Congress. Please let him win. <laughs> I mean, I guess you know you just you just try to take it, yeah. and when that doesn't work, yeah, you just go the <laughs> legit route. Yes, <laughs> you can't beat them, join them. Uh, this comes from Kentucky Three, the place to be. <laughs> January six rioter known as QAnon Shaman running for Congress. The man known as QAnon Shaman, who gained notoriety for breaking into the U.S. Capitol during the January six attack, is running for Congress, which. They right here breaking into, wasn't it shown that the police let him in yeah, and showed they, him around? Yeah, they were like walk, escorting him around. Yes. Yeah. This Shouldn't a, have done what he done, but sure. he was let into the building. Yeah, this is a liberal media. <laughs> in Kentucky? In Kentucky. <laughs> this is the classic Kentucky liberal media. Everybody here. knows that. 
Yeah, Jacob Chansley has filed paperwork to run as a libertarian in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. That's one of your kind. You're a libertarian, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I mean, he, they're not going to... We're not going to win. Maybe. I don't know. But, he's in Arizona. It's a two-party system. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's running in Arizona. Arizona does some pretty wild stuff. Well, they were like okay. the last state to have an MLK day. Huh. Everybody thinks it would be Alabama, but no, <laughs> it was Arizona. We were quick to move on. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Absolutely. As a January 6th rioter, he wore a horned fur hat and red, white, and blue face paint and sat inside the Senate chamber, which I remember, if you remember at the time... It was a pretty hilarious headline, but the Babylon Bee, they ran a headline that was uh, January 6th, right? Or January 6th insurrection is successful. Buffalo guy named president (laughs) (laughs) of the new North American empire. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Uh, Chansley pleaded guilty to a felony charge of obstructing an official proceeding in relation to the Capitol attack. He was sentenced to 41 months in prison in November of 2021 and released to a halfway house last March. Though he previously called himself the QAnon shaman, he has since disavowed the QAnon movement. Representative Debbie Lesko, the Republican lawmaker who currently represents the congressional district, announced in October that she would not be running for re-election, according to the AP. Her term officially ends in January 2025. Chansley is among the 700 people who have been sentenced in relation to the Capitol riot-related federal crimes. The U.S. Constitution, get this, does not prohibit felons from holding federal office. That's right. But Arizona law prohibits felons from voting until they have completed their sentence. Okay. So that's fair. I'm kind of against felons not being able to vote. You know, Mm -hmm. I think violent felons. Yeah. Maybe we need to keep them from voting. But But if you've if you've done your time, if you sure, you know, let's say you got convicted on eight counts of credit card fraud. Right. Okay. And you do your time, you do your restitution. But maybe you have some really insightful political opinions. Yeah, right. (laughs) It doesn't seem very American to me. Right. Yeah. We're a country of second chances. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This this dude, uh, I guess he's got nothing better to do with his life. You know? I mean, part of me is like, look, how many of us have ever been on national TV? Sure. How many of us have ever... You know, broke into the Capitol, <laughs> worn the moniker of QAnon <laughs> shaman. I mean, he's known. I, look, because he's a third party candidate, yeah. I don't think he has much of a chance. But he probably has a better chance than just some random libertarian. I agree. Yeah, but I think if I was him, I wouldn't want to get involved with the government. You know, like mm-hmm. those are the people you don't like. You clearly showed us you're not a fan of the government. You start an AM talk show. Exactly. Or you start <laughs> doing rants in your truck like Pastor <laughs> like yes. Pastor Greg Locke and then blow up and be real famous. Right. That's the plan here, buddy. Uh-huh. I wish I could talk to him. I could help him out. Like, look, I know you want to change things, yeah. but you're not going to get to be. The yeah. best way for you to change things is to convince other people to three invade. or four million people, yeah. <laughs> other people to invade the Capitol. <laughs> yes, when Trump loses this election, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it would be kind of cool to have him and Fetterman, you know, serving <laughs> together. Which <laughs> there's a great clip Tommy Toverville, Alabama senator, former Auburn coach, beat Alabama six times in a row, if I remember right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he told us to fear the thumb. Yeah, we right. didn't listen. Well, 
I mean, all it took was one year of saving. And he was like, I'm done coaching here. <laughs> I remember my dad, he was so mad. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, I want him to hang around so we can beat him a while. I wanted to beat him six times in a row. <laughs> yes. But he was like, no, I'm out. He's been holding up military promotions, I think, since he got in office. Yes. Are you aware of this? Yeah, I, I know a little bit about it. There's, yeah. a, there's a podcast I listened to that, that covered it on one of their episodes. Something about... He don't want the woke in the military. Something like that. I thought it was something to do with abortion. Oh, like that if, might if, be like too. The, the military's if they're providing abortions, then uh, he's going to hold up their okay. That might be part promotions of or something. Not something. Okay, it's grandstanding. Yeah, really, that's all it is. Yes. And keeping hardworking Americans from getting a promotion and making more money. But whatever. Mm-hmm. But Fetterman was like running the vote on it, which I was like. How insane is it we're giving Fetterman the gavel? <laughs> and, of course, everybody's voting for Tiny Sullivan to become a second lieutenant or whatever it is. Right. And there's, like, anybody, of uh, you know, vote nay. And Toro was like, I do, you know. <laughs> and Fetterman's like, <sighs> <laughs> the honorable senator from Alabama votes nay. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fetterman. <laughs> and anyways, him and Shaman in there together might be, I mean, that's a Saturday Night Live skit is what it is. <laughs> right. So, well, so long as it's not election year, that's sure. a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll win. I don't, I don't know, but I don't think there's much the QAnon Shaman is going to bring to the table to the voters of Arizona that they're probably not already getting. They got a feisty. Is she from Arizona? What's her name? She looks Come like Carrie Lake. She not, didn't win. Not she Carrie lost. Lake. Yeah. Not. She's, she's got a man haircut, you know, <laughs> but there's another lady with a man haircut. That's a, she's like an independent or something. She's either from New Mexico or Arizona. Okay. And, uh, she's pretty on top of the ball. She's huh. like, she's pretty sharp. She seems like, she aligns with me sometimes because she'll look at stuff Republicans are doing and go, that's that's stupid. And then look at stuff Democrats are doing and mm-hmm. go, that's stupid too, guys. You know? So I would like to see more people like that. Q and I Shaman could be fun. <laughs> what if him get elected brings JFK Jr. back? <laughs> you know, that's the that's the one linchpin where he comes out of hiding. Yeah. He he gets elected RFK and Trump team up on a ticket and run and win and then JFK Jr. comes back to expose the Illuminati and the deep state. Wow. That'd be pretty good. Hey, let me add one more thing to that. Sure. You know, uh I have now look, I'm not a lawyer nor am I a constitutional <laughs> scholar or any of this stuff. I would consider you one. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I have been told that while the president can pardon people for federal crimes, he can't pardon people for state crimes. Is that true? Correct. So hypothetically, if he's convicted on some of these state charges, he could potentially be president in a jail cell. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I hope That's so. what I'm hoping for. <laughs> that would be the best. As the agent of chaos, I consider myself to be. That is what I hope happens. <laughs> I've kind of reached the point where I don't even think the government really matters anymore. Right. Like, I'm I'm all for the chaos. It's fine with me. They're <laughs> shipping all our money overseas anyway, yes. so it doesn't matter. They're not doing anything for anybody here, so let's just make it as funny as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tiny, 
if you didn't know, God doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. Now wait a minute. I'm about to. I'm going to prove it to you. I, I've watched four movies about God not being dead. <laughs> <laughs> so Hercules told you he was real. <laughs> he he uh, repented and confessed Jesus right before he died of a car accident. <laughs> Good. That's what happened to Hitchens, right? Or Dawkins. <laughs> well, Dawkins is still alive. Okay. Hitchens. Hitchens, yes. yeah. He's the one who repented <laughs> and came to Jesus on his deathbed. And disavowed his, his book. That's right. He was yeah. like, I was wrong about it all. I realized the error of my ways. <laughs> well, um, I'm not sure I know how to say her last name right, but mm-hmm. it, Megan Rapinoe. Is that right? Do you know? Do you follow women's soccer? <laughs> well, no, but I've heard about her. Okay. Because she won't shut her yap. <laughs> <laughs> Typical woman. <laughs> Reagan. Ma- Reagan. <laughs> Megan Rapinoe says injury three minutes into her final game is proof God does not exist. <laughs> okay. Huh. I just would like to point out to Megan that Westboro Baptist Church is very clear that God hates gay people, so maybe he does exist. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, maybe he just doesn't like you. <laughs> so maybe, you, Okay, we've talked about him before, but Norm MacDonald. Sure. He was asked by somebody about all these, all these bad things, like how can you say, how can you believe in God when all this bad stuff happens? Yeah. And then, and then Norm McDonald was like, I don't know. Maybe sometime God is a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Megan tore her Achilles tendon in her final career match during the National Women's Soccer League Championship. She referred to getting the Aaron Rodgers treatment for recovery. I don't know if you know, Aaron Rodgers is already up, running around, mm-hmm. throwing footballs. He's doing very good. Despite the unfortunate incident, Rapinoe, I have no idea if I'm saying her name right, (laughs) uh, managed to find humor expressing disbelief in a higher power. Her impact transcends sports marketing uh, marked by advocacy for BLM, coming out as a lesbian in 2012, and defending patriotism amid controversies. Now retired, Rapinoe leaves a legacy as complex and outspoken as a complex and outspoken advocate. She promote uh, the prominent U.S. soccer star tried to find humor in the injury when she tore Achilles during the final match of her career on Saturday. The incident occurred in the sixth minute as O.L. Rain faced uh, defeat against Gotham FC in the National Women's Soccer League Championship. Now, I did read they had some amazing crowds, like, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people show up for this. So that's good. Hmm. Good to see women's soccer growing. I'm proud. I want women's soccer to do great in the world. Um, in the post-match match press conference, uh, she humorously mentioned getting the Rogers treatment uh, and described the situation as infor- unfortunate. Uh, she managed to laugh it off with a candid remark about divine intervention. I'm not a religious person or anything. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. Okay. 
Classic philosophy stance. <laughs> he said, uh, she so would, if God exists, this is proof he doesn't? Right. What kind of hitchhiker's got to the galaxy <laughs> argument is she trying to make? Well, she went on to say, this is effed up. It's just effed up. Six minutes in, and I eat my Achilles. So, um, Rapidoe suffered the non-contact injury during an attempt to make a defensive play at the game, marking the end of her illustrious career. Um, it goes on to talk about all of what she's done. Uh, she said, it just felt like uh, just a huge pop. I can't even feel where the Achilles is. I'm pretty sure I to- tore my Achilles, the worst possible outcome. Um, despite the devastating exit from a final, she acknowledged her deep sense of humor, adding, Thank God I have a effing deep well of sense of humor. It's devastating to go out in a final so early. Wait a minute. She said, thank God. Right. So she's, well, look, who's she thanking if he don't exist? I got, I just want to tell you, Megan, I hope you make a speedy recovery because every knee's going to bow one day <laughs> and you're going to need that Achilles. <laughs> you're going to need it. I don't know. I think she's convinced me. It's just, you know, man. I really like look when I beheld my son yeah. on his first day, and I just had this feeling that there was something greater than myself, sure, and that this was like a a destined moment, mm-hmm. and that the Lord had given me this gift of you know, and it was a lot of responsibility, but He was calling me to a higher purpose. Because she blew out her knee, I know that was all stupid. Of course. Pointless. Right. <laughs> well, I, you know, like I said, she doesn't have to believe in God, but God clearly hates gay people, all right? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I can't remember the comedian talking about uh, Hitchens. It was like, you know, he went around the world telling everybody there is no God. Oh, that was uh, Andrew... Some Schultz. Yeah. And yeah. then he died of throat cancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm just saying you might want to believe. He said something like, they sell his book in the airport. Why? <laughs> <laughs> She's really wrestling with an age old question, which is if there is a God that's loving and kind, mm-hmm. why would anything bad ever happen? Right. right. This has been answered probably from. St. Augustine on, I would guess. And mm-hmm. the problem is, is we just don't like the answer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> yes. I hate to break it to everybody, whether you believe in God or not, bad stuff's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way the world works. You better accept it. I feel like the answer for why bad people do bad things is, you know, Rather simple, especially for you, because sure. it's just free will. People right. have free will. They want to do bad things exactly. sometimes. Yes, that's <laughs> the right. The problem comes with what we call natural evil, yeah. i.e. tornadoes, yeah. hurricanes, that sort of thing. But A Torn Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know who didn't question God when they torn their Achilles? That was Aaron Rodgers, because he's done enough DMT to know he's real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw this clip from last week's game. Aaron Rodgers was on the sidelines, and he went to move this box that he had, and this bottle fell out, and it looked like a bong. I mean, it had water yeah. in it and everything. So everybody's like, Aaron Rodgers takes his bong with him everywhere. It was apparently some expensive tequila, like the owner of the other team gave him or something mm. like that. But, yeah, I thought that was funny. If 
Megan Rapinoe blowing out her knee in her final game is proof that God doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, what about like the good things that happen? Is yeah. that just random too? Those are all random. <laughs> yes. It's all random, Tiny. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's of course me and you. I feel believe like you in... just got to point to one good thing to counter that. Yeah, is my point. Well, yeah, you're like, what about all the other people who didn't tear an Achilles today? Yeah. yeah. Or hey, how about the last time I went to Chick Fil A? I was really hungry, and they put an extra nugget sure. in my order of chicken nuggets. That's, that's proof. That's proof God does exist, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm sure she was joking. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I don't have any knowledge of whether she believes in God or not. You know, she could have just been making a funny joke, and she loves Jesus. Probably goes to a Presbyterian church if I had to guess. <laughs> and, and if she's Presbyterian, she knows all this was predestined from the foundation of the earth. And right. her Achilles was going to tear at that moment no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe that's it. Hmm. Well, I'm going to move on to my next story here. Pilot accused of trying to stop engines mid-flight. Okay. Why do you think he would have done this? Um, there was an emergency of some sort. <laughs> he had taken magic mushrooms. Okay. That'll do it. <laughs> he, he asked... Am I dead? And is this hell? <laughs> We've all been there before. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> if you've taken enough mushrooms, you've been there before. <laughs> Sounds like he's on a bad trip. Joseph Emerson. There are no bad trips. There are only weaklings. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. You'll have to explain that to me later. Okay. Joseph Emerson, 44, has been charged with more than 80 counts of attempted murder. Wow. That's a lot. I guess one for everybody that's on the plane, so. which is a small. Flight, yeah. eight, just 80 people, but yeah. I don't know. Man, I'm flying next week, too. <laughs> After allegedly trying to shut down the engines of the in-flight plane in October, uh, the off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot accused of trying to shut down the engines uh after taking magic mushrooms, thought he was dreaming and had questioned if he was in hell. He said in an interview published Saturday, uh, he told the New York Times in a jailhouse jailhouse interview in Portland, Oregon, that when he took the psychedelics around a campfire, of which he had never taken before, on October 20th, two days before the incident, he dwelled on past on events in his past. So wait, if he took these two days before, can... He must have took a lot, lot. Let's not say. Or I don't know. I, I've I've had a guy that was an acquaintance of mine mm-hmm. who I think he was already crazy before he started taking psychedelics, and it just made it worse. Okay, you know, I thought it made it better in a lot of cases. Well, I think in his case it did. In his case it did. I've cut <laughs> off contact with this guy. That's how bad it got. That's the funny thing about psychedelics. You never quite know. Yeah. How you're going to react to them. Ryan, if you're listening, last I heard you were in California, last time we texted, I hope you're doing great, man. I love you, dude, but you were saying some really weird stuff. It was scary. (laughs) Uh, Quote, I thought of a lot of traumatic things in that time where I was like, am I dead? Is this hell? He told the Times. Oh, he's talking about when he was tripping. I'm reliving that trauma. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. On October 22nd, as Emerson, who was in, who was off duty, he was sitting in a jump seat in the cockpit of an Alaska Airlines flight when he allegedly tried to shut down the plane's engines by activating a fire suppression system. He did this because he was still thinking about stuff in his past. I guess so. Huh. I think he probably realized that 
life isn't all it's cracked up to be. And maybe he's just like, I'm done. All you other folks, you're done too. Yeah. He's like, take me to the other side. I've already seen glimpses of it. Emerson told a Portland, Oregon police officer that he thought he was dreaming and that he wanted to wake up according to court documents, something that he also told the Times. <laughs> I thought that it would stop both engines and the plane would start to head towards a crash and then I would wake up, he told the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> he also said that he had been depressed and that he had believed he was experiencing a mental breakdown. <clears throat> it sounds like it. The plane, Flight uh, 2059, operated by Alaska Airlines subsidiary Horizon Air, was traveling from Everett, Washington to San Francisco and was diverted to Portland. He is being held without bail at the Multamama <laughs> Mole <laughs> Multama. <laughs> County Detention Center in Portland, uh, jail records show. He has been charged with 83 counts of attempted murder and other charges in state court. He has pleaded not guilty, and he has also been charged federally with interfering with a flight crew. His attorney, Noah Hurst, has said that he would never intentionally hurt another person and that Joe was not under the influence of any intoxicants when he boarded that flight. That's not good. No one was injured in the incident. So I guess it sounds like this guy, he he took magic mushrooms. A couple days beforehand. A couple days beforehand, and he thought he was dreaming. Like maybe he thought that, was he having trouble distinguishing between reality and, and not reality? Here's my theory on this. Okay. Joe went and tripped in the desert or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's fine. Had a had a not great time doing it. That happens sometimes. It's fine. That's what the world, that's what the universe wants to show you during that time. <laughs> it's not all candies and roses, okay? And mechanical machine elves. Yeah. Sometimes there's thorns and thistles and all that you got to go through to get to the other side, okay? Huh. He was fine. He's been depressed and everything else. He's on the airplane, decided this is when I'm going out. I'm done. Really not related to taking mushrooms. Didn't work. He's in jail. His lawyer's like, we got to come up with something to say here, buddy. You can't just go in there and be like, yeah, I wanted to die, so I was going to take everybody out with me. So now he's like, I took some mushrooms. I wasn't feeling right. I thought I was in a dream and all that, and I did this. Mm -hmm. That's what's happened. The mushrooms are not to blame for this, I don't think. They probably didn't help him any if he was depressed. Yeah. Is there a way that he could have potentially killed himself without killing everybody else on the plane? Yeah, it's called a pistol. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, I'm guessing he wasn't, he didn't well, yeah, have he one. Didn't it's probably one. hard to get one of those on an airplane. Well, but when you land, you could get one. Well, you're going to Alaska, right? There's yeah, guns just, everywhere. I'm just wondering, like, okay, planes have emergency exits. Yeah, you could have just jumped out. How, how difficult is it for somebody to open one of those in, in the middle of a flight? That'd be tough, though. <laughs> Suck everybody else out the door with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, this dude has clearly got some issues, and the mushrooms probably didn't make it any better. Mm-hmm. But his lawyer said he wasn't intoxicated when he was on the thing. But, he, but two he, days after, he's, he's he, well come Yes, down. but he thought, he claims. Yeah, he claims. He claims that he thought yeah. he was dreaming. Yeah. And that if he started spiraling out of control, crashing into the ground, he would wake up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He's just crazy. Yeah. And he took some mushrooms, probably made him crazier. I would, mm-hmm. I'll give him that. But yeah, that's it. He's just a baby. Sometimes you have a bad trip. It's no fun. <laughs> but it's there to teach you something. And you, you just got to fight through it. 
you'd be a better man when you come out the other side. I'm not advocating for drug use. <laughs> I wouldn't do it now for anything. I think it would crush me if I tried to do something like that now. If I caught my kids doing it, I'd be extremely disappointed. I'm not on all that. So I want to be clear on that, mm -hmm. okay, before I get drug tested at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I would gladly drug test anytime because I'm clean and sober. I'm mm -hmm. just naturally weird. So who are you trying to convince, John? Everybody. Myself. <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. So in it comparatively speaking, now I don't know, because I haven't done drugs in a very long time. Mm -hmm. But when I was, you know, early two thousands, late nineties, mushrooms were nothing compared to like LSD. Right. You know, okay. like mushrooms were like minor league, mm -hmm. fun stuff. Even if you ate a bunch of them, like you eat a few grams, you, you're you just having a fun time. And maybe it was just me. LSD would put you down. Like it'd put your pecker in your watch pocket for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You wake up, feel something cold on your shoulder. Do you remember, like, what floor. did you see? You remember anything? I never saw like, well. I was about to say, because you hear about people hallucinating. Do you really hallucinate or does it just make you feel funny? Specifically mushrooms. The answer would be yes to both of those. Okay, questions. it makes you feel funny and you hallucinate things. But like on mushrooms, you know, I never saw like little green men or goblins or anything like mm -hmm. that. It'd be more like we were looking at a wall that you know is flat and it would be wavy or have like fractals and okay. pixels and stuff like that in it. Things like that. Now, nature. how does that differ from LSD? LSD is like that. For eight straight hours. Are you serious? Six hours. <laughs> wow. And mushrooms, you know, we always call them boomers because you like peak and valley the whole time. Okay. You know, so like you'll come back and you'll feel all right for a little while. And then the next thing you know, you're like, oh, wow. You know, I'm, I'm back. I'm back, you know. Huh. Once LSD hits, it's like, you better strap in, buddy, because there's no turning back. There's no off-ramp on this ride. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. I, I know y'all didn't raise me to be this way. There, Let me ask you something. Yeah. I was watching a History Channel documentary about psychedelics one time. Yeah. And they said that LSD, when you take it, there's something like all the connections in your brain get plugged into everything else. That's what it feels like. Okay, so like you might see a color, but then get like a taste in your mouth. Yeah. That, or you that might eat something and then hear something. Yeah. It's like all your senses are like mingled, jumbled up. It's the wildest thing in the world. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is, it is literally the craziest thing in the world. Hmm. It changed me. Now, I'm not saying for the better. In any way, I'm not saying for the better. It did change the way I looked at the world. I mean, even to this day, you know, I think that there are times where I'll look at a situation that a lot of people consider like really bad. And I'm just like, ah, man, it's going to be all right. You mm -hmm. know, like, no worries. Life's fine. There's a whole other dimension out there you don't even know exists. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, it is like, yeah, you just like strap in right. and it was a wild ride huh. and some of it was fun. Some of it was horrible, but in the end, I think it was better. I only did DMT once and I did not enjoy it because that was like, it was like you were in another dimension, hmm. like 
Like you weren't like with LSD or mushrooms. It was like, I'm still in the world. There are still things here that I recognize. There are people that I recognize. I know that's a wall. I know that's a doorway. I know that's a TV. Uh Uh-uh. You're just like, (laughs) I'm in a whole different land of, of wonderment and scary. And it felt like it lasted for forever, but it was like only about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. But like, you're just like, whoa. This mm-hmm. is crazy. And like, even when you were like, like the hardest I ever tripped on LSD, I don't want to get into specifics because <laughs> some people listen to this, know where we were and know what we were doing. You know, even then you were like, I'm coming down. I'm going to be back. Eventually I'm getting back to normal. Right. Yeah. This, I was like, I don't, I will never come back from this. <laughs> like I should not have. That was my whole Time in DMT land was like regret. You know, like I shouldn't have done this. This was a mistake. I finally gone too far. It was like, I thought I was a pro. I'm not. I'm not a pro on psychedelics. I'm a neophyte. Uh, I, this is a big mistake. The whole time there, like everything in my life was like, everything you're doing is a big mistake. You know, <laughs> that was my overall thought. Like, your whole existence is a big mistake. You've wasted entire, you know, decade of your life doing nothing. And mm-hmm. I think it really kind of snapped me out of it looking back out of like, you know, Hey, I got to get a plan together here. Right. But it wasn't fun. It wasn't huh. fun at all for me. I'm not Joe Rogan. <laughs> I was supposed to say, I've read that DMT is actually created in the brain. Yeah, I've read that too. And people say that your brain is flooded with it when you die. Okay. Which is interesting. So. I hope it's better when I die <laughs> than that time. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get back and the machine elves are like, well, what did you do with the rest of your time? <laughs> Part of it, I think, like doing acid, doing LSD and stuff, a lot of it, I, I've always had the theory that your mindset going into it had a lot to do with how your trip was going to go. Right. So you're in a good mood, didn't have any real worries in life. You're going to have fun, mm-hmm. right? You know, the people you were around made a big difference. I was with some people I didn't really know that well, and I didn't, you know... I I think that affected me too. Like it could have went different if I was with my crew of people that I loved and trusted and all Mm -hmm. that. I was with some randoms basically. (laughs) They were like, Hey, you want to try this? I'm like, sure. This was a mistake. (laughs) And I remember when I came out of it, I was like, I will never do that again. Like ever, ever, ever do that again. It was not right. I saw things that I shouldn't see. Hmm. Okay. That's enough about. Me, that's enough about me. <laughs> that's all. I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> but I just had an adventurous spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's not much adventure left in the world except in your mind. You know, everything's been conquered. Right. We're, we're not going to Antarctica because they won't let us because it's an ice wall. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> so you got to find your own ways to have fun. Okay, let's talk about another adventure. Waffle House workers demand protection from violent customers. We're Hmm. not MMA fighters, they say. I disagree. (laughs) Don't sell yourself short. I've seen those TikToks. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Waffle House cook Gerald Green is aware of his reputation of his workplace. Dozens of online videos documenting late night brawls at the 24-7 diner chain give the impression that its staff is ready to fight unruly customers at a moment's notice. But Green, who works in Georgia, said he and his colleagues are tired of 
of having to throw hands and flip pancakes at the same time. <laughs> waffles. They're flipping waffles, right? They're making waffles. Yeah. This, is not, this is not an IHOP. Whoever wrote this has probably never even been to a Waffle House. <laughs> uh, and are calling on the company to take action. I know the joke is that everybody's an MMA fighter, but no one actually is an MMA fighter, he tells the Independent. We don't want that stuff. Stop trying to be on your cousin's fight compilation video. We're just trying to get your food and send you on your way. The apparent lack of concern from management about this steady drumbeat of workplace violence plus other complaints led staff at three locations in the South to launch a petition calling for change. Sounds like they're unionizing, Tiny. You might need to get over there. (laughs) The petition, which contained 13,000 signatures, claimed workers faced the constant threat of in-store violence and poverty wages. It calls for a $25 per hour minimum wage and end to mandatory meal deductions, whereby the company takes money for an employee's pay, from a pay, paycheck for pay for their meal. Um, and, oh, they take that money whether they eat the meal or not. Oh. I don't like that. So, like, if you work at Waffle House, you have to eat your yeah. lunch at Waffle House, and, and they take it from your check. Yeah, and they take it from your check. Wow. I don't like that at all. Yeah. That's not right. Come on, Waffle House. Because what if you want to run next door? Yeah, and right. eat Whatever. Or you bring a pimento cheese sandwich. You yeah. just want to eat that over in the corner mm-hmm. with your pistol in your hand. <laughs> um, and a 24-hour security for all three locations. You're going to need armed security, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just not a, you don't want Tiny in college out there. Although you're intimidating looking. <laughs> but you don't want an unarmed security yard. Uh, the Waffle House Revolt was launched by workers at locations in Durham, North Carolina, Orangeburg, South Carolina, and Atlanta, Georgia, where Green works. Are Back- these maybe like uh, some of the more rowdy locations? Oh, I suppose. I think they're kicking off in Atlanta pretty good. <laughs> right. You know? Like, okay, we have a Waffle House just down the street here. Yeah. I can't, I uh, don't think it gets. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I have never been to a Waffle House in the middle of the night that wasn't at least somewhat rowdy. Yeah. There's, there's, but I can't imagine that it's anything like the one right. in Atlanta. No. But you get to the one over there by Hooters, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. at 2 a.m. in the morning. It's a little scary sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be somebody loud. Yeah. And there may or may not be a fight, but someone's going to be talking crazy. Yes, right. <laughs> there's going to be something. There's going to yeah. be some kind of story. But the one out here by all us middle-class people, <laughs> yes, it's pretty calm. <laughs> I, I haven't been there in the middle of the night, but I would think it's going to be pretty calm, too. Probably the worst you're going to get is somebody just, you know. That had one too many, probably yeah. just being loud. Right. Yeah, not trying to fight everybody. Mm-hmm. They are backed by the Union for Southern Service Workers which was launched in 2022 with a stated aim of representing low-wage workers in the service injury, injury, service <laughs> industry. Only this is Waffle House we're talking about. They staged speak-outs in April and September this year where they publicly discussed concerns about their job. Um, the recent call for action raises the prospect that workers at the national chain with 1,900 locations in 25 states. I feel sorry for the 25 who don't have one. I about to say, I remember, I just, when I was a kid, I just assumed Waffle Houses were everywhere. Yeah. I, like, there's the nowhere world. you could go. There, There's not as many of them as there are Dollar Generals. No. No. But yes. they're not that far behind them. It's wild that Dollar General and Waffle House has the same color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. They really do. 
Um, dude, what if what if a Waffle House opened up inside a Dollar General? Oh, How amazing would that be? That's a that's <laughs> Southern royalty right there. If you get that in your in your neighborhood, <laughs> I I would say um, Waffle House might need to at problem locations. I would think mm-hmm. provide some sort of security. I'm okay with that. I definitely don't like the deducting food that you're not eating. Right. I would definitely hope they give them a, like an employee meal where mm-hmm. it's not full cost. I would hope. I can understand covering the yeah, cost I feel like for the, the food. The least you could do is serve it to them at cost. Yeah. Like to right. get some kind of employee discount. That's what or we something. did at Roly Poly. Yeah. You know, like, look, man, I can't give it to you for free because I'm almost broke, but <laughs> I can give it to you at cost, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to get the best meal. They would get a 12 inch sandwich. Bag of chips, a cookie, and I got free drinks the whole time they were there. So, I mean, that's really two meals in one if you want to eat half your sandwich and your chips, and you're paying three dollars for that. Right. So, you know, just co- give me the cost on it, brother. <laughs> but twenty five dollars an hour is a bit much. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to go pay fifty dollars at Waffle House for myself to eat. So, let's be a little reasonable there. And I understand. Art of the deal, you got to set your anchor point and yeah. all, but 25 seems steep. I don't know how many Waffle Houses are in New York City, but depending on the location. I'm going to find out when I go up there. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, like, I've, I've heard that some places it's just, it costs so much to live there. Yeah. That you, if you're going to have something, you're going to have to pay that. Yeah, that's true. But around here, certainly in the, in the majority of the Southeast, yes, it does seem a bit high. Yeah, right. Well, and I'm, I would imagine just, you know, I would think wages in Tuscaloosa on average are higher than they are in Fed, Alabama, because cost right. of living is lower in Fed. Yes. You know, I mean, that has a big deal mm-hmm. to do with all of it. So if your cost of living in New York is triple what it is in Alabama, then I'm sure the wages are probably triple whatever mm-hmm. the average wage is here. So you can make $100,000 in New York, I guess, and be broke. Yeah, I don't. I, I really don't want to get into this, but this is part of why I think the the federal minimum wage, yeah, is should be abolished. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not quite going that far, but I do see it being like a, a problem. Yeah. Like is because again, like we're talking about, cost of living is not the same everywhere, right? In the entire nation. Well, here's what's so. happened: well, they haven't raised the minimum wage in a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't remember the last time. Meanwhile, the cost of everything right. else is going up. But here's the deal: if you're paying people seven twenty five an hour in a place where it requires more to live, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to hire anybody anybody eventually. So right. you're naturally going to raise your wages to a level that you can hire workers in and still make a profit at, mm-hmm. right? Right. Rendering the minimum wage unnecessary. That's why it should be abolished, you mm-hmm. know? Of course, the other side of that is like, well, they got to make a minimum wage because they pay you a penny a day if if they didn't have that. Well, well, no, some places, you, well, some places they probably could do that. Maybe. You know. I don't know. Would anybody work there well, when the pro- you could go across the street and make two pennies a day? <laughs> the problem is you and I didn't live back in the 1800s. That's true. When right. it was a mandatory 64 hours a week and yeah. you were doing it for like a dime. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> and you started working when you were 12 years old. Yeah. Now, of course. You and could- if you did and if you 
If you went to your boss and was like, hey, look, this dime's not cutting it. I need 25 cents. Well, they just fire you and hire right. the next 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Go pull him out of school yeah. and stick him in the mine. Now, I would point out that when you were making a dime a day working in the mine 64 hours a week, you could buy 100 acres of land for $25, okay? <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's not exactly the same. <laughs> so, No, it's not the same. But yeah. the point is, is we've heard that – uh you know, un- look, the problem, and we've talked about this before, the problem is greed. Sure. Whether it's capitalism or whether it's socialism. Right. The problem is there's always going to be a small group of people who want to get in control of everything and hog it all for themselves. Yeah. So I'm of the opinion that there is no correct answer. Like, there's no right answers. There's only compromises. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think capitalism is the better it's the best. It's the, it really is the best. I mean, it's the best. We got but, a proven track record. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't come. It's with, not perfect. As I say, unchecked capitalism can also take you to some yeah. dark places as well. Right. Yeah. No, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's the best. We've lifted the most people out of poverty out mm-hmm. of any economic system there is. There's no disputing that. Right. So, and, I mean, and America we shouldn't have a minimum wage. America has poor people. Yeah. That are obese. Absolutely. Checkmate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The rest of the world's poor people are starving to death. Yeah. Ours are, are obese. So what checkmate. Is, I don't remember what it was, but I think if you were at the poverty line in the United States, you were in the top like 3% of income earners in the world. Yeah. I don't remember what the exact st- statistics were, but, yeah. but yes, like here in America, some people are are maybe not doing so well. Right. But compared to the rest of the world, there's there's no poor people here. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go to India if you if you want to see some poor and people. And then you'll really for real, you'll see poverty. Yeah. And you'll appreciate eating your fudge rounds, even though Anthony Oliver <laughs> doesn't want you to. <laughs> exactly. I'm kidding about the minimum wage. I don't think we should abolish it. Mm-hmm. But it has been, because of inflation, been rendered pretty much useless. You yeah. know, like when McDonald's is having to hire people in at ten to twelve dollars an hour in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, well then mm-hmm. that's gonna force other people to go, Well, I gotta raise my wages. Now, what McDonald's doesn't tell you, and everybody knows I love McDonald's. Those are part time jobs with no benefits, of mm-hmm. course. They're not giving you forty hours a week for that. But People are going to be like, look, I can go to McDonald's and make more than what I'm working for you. So what are you going to do about it? And you either go, we'll go and then not be able to hire anybody in because that situation exists. Or you go, I want to raise your wages because we want to keep you. You're a good employee. That's how it should work. Right. Mm -hmm. Let the economy drive that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be put in place by the government. So whatever. But it takes decent people to do that. You know, and not everybody's decent. Yeah, mm-hmm. many of them are not. Yeah, but the ones <laughs> that are, including myself, <laughs> the ones that are get punished horribly <laughs> by by the people who aren't. Uh, here's some people who are not decent people. Okay, funeral home owner and wife arrested after the remains of at least 189 people are found all over the facility okay. that they run. All right. Uh, the company, which was started in 2017 and offered cremations and "quote unquote" green burials. Now you love a green burial. I was about to say I'm on record as go as liking the green burial. Yeah, we're just so going to dump you in the creek back here. <laughs> so yeah, I need to I need to pay attention here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I can learn something. 
uh, without embalming fluids, uh, kept doing business even as its financial and legal problems mounted in recent years. The owner of a Colorado funeral home and his wife have been arrested after the decaying remains of 189 people were recently found at his facility. John and Carrie Halford were arrested in Wagoneer, Oklahoma, on suspicion of three felonies. Oh, they're on a run? (laughs) I guess so. Abuse of a corpse, money laundering, which is kind of funny for a minute. I thought it said monkey laundering, but no. (laughs) And also, that's a completely different crime. (laughs) Yes. And also, forgery. Authorities said in an email to aggrieved families, John Halford is being held at Muskogee County, Oklahoma jail, though there aren't any records showing that his wife might also be there, according to a man who answered a call to the jail but refused to give his name. The Halfords couldn't immediately be reached for comment Wednesday. Neither has a listed personal phone number, and the funeral's home number no longer works. John Halford owns Return to Nature Funeral Home Mm. in Penrose, a small town about 100 miles south of Denver. The remains were found October 4th by authorities responding to a report of an abhorrent smell. Oh, it's tough when you start (laughs) smelling it. Inside the company's decrepit building, Officials initially estimated there were about 115 bodies inside, but the number later increased to 189 after they finished removing all the remains in mid-October. Did he just, like, leave? Yeah, I guess so. Was he like, just like, we're out. I'm not doing this no Closing more. Closing it down. <laughs> I'm shutting it down. I, I didn't clean out one of the fridges at Rolly Poly when I shut it down. <laughs> I was like, no, I got all the other ones, but that yeah. one, I was like, no, y'all going to have to deal with that. Uh, a day after the odor was reported, the director of the State Office of Funeral Home and Crematory Rate Register Registration spoke on the phone with Alford. He tried to conceal the improper storage of corpses in Penrose, acknowledging having a problem at the site and claimed he practiced taxidermy there, according to an order from the state officials dated October 5th. I mean, if you're going to do taxidermy, I suppose that's just as good a spot yeah, as anywhere. Might as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the company was started in 2017 and offered cremations and green burials. They kept doing business even as its financial and legal problems mounted in recent years. The owners had missed tax payments in recent months. They were evicted from one of their properties, and they were sued for unpaid bills by a crematory that quit doing business with them almost a year ago, according to public records and interviews with people who worked for them. Colorado has some of the weakest oversight of funeral homes in the nation with no routine inspections or qualification requirements for funeral home operators. There is no indication state regulators visited the site or contacted Halford until more than 10 months after the Penrose Funeral Homes resignation registration expired in November 2022. State lawmakers gave regulators the authority to inspect funeral homes without the owner's consent last year but no additional money was provided for the increased inspections. So it sounds like these people just kind of got behind yeah. and were like, well, we're, we're, we're doing out, y'all. Sorry. What do you do? I mean, if you've got a funeral home full of dead people. And you run out of money. And you run out of money. So I guess you go to Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I would think you would call another funeral home and go. Say, look, we got a lot of dead people over here. Yeah. And little, we have no way to yeah. dispose of them. We're having a fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> we got some killer deals. <laughs> we'll sell you all of our accounts or whatever. You won't believe these drop dead prices. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you do in that situation. I would get, if it were me, mm-hmm. I would rent a huge a backhoe. 
And we just <laughs> mass grave it all, <laughs> cover them up, and go on about our business. Yeah. Then we go to Oklahoma. Yeah. Because you don't want them to start stinking. That's a health concern for sure. I mean, it was October. Maybe you open up like a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, would, I don't know what you do. I guess you, yeah. I, I guess the first call would be you call that dude with the board of funeral homes or whatever that came in and go, buddy, we're in financial trouble here. Mm-hmm. We, we got two weeks left and I got 189 bodies. What do I need to do? And, yeah. and start there. And he's probably going to go, you're going to get a big old fine. And you're like, it's all right. I'm already going bankrupt. Well, I was going to say, I have no money. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's an amazing position to be in. A lot of people had never been in before. Uh-huh. Well, I would say probably more people have been in it than haven't. That where somebody's like, you got to give me some money. You're just like, buddy, I I don't know what you're gonna do. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> you you want to come take something from me because I don't have any money, and this it. I'll show you my bank statement. I got negative twelve dollars in here right now. Yeah, that's that's some freedom that you don't get <laughs> a lot in life, and you should enjoy it if you ever get that chance. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I hate it. Hate it for the loved ones of all those people who probably thought they were doing green burials and planting them in tree roots and all that good hippy dippy stuff. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, Aunt Edna's been sitting in the back of this funeral home. She's just been sitting in the corner, I yeah, guess. They just took your money, man, <laughs> trying to make ends meet. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to mass grave it. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty green. It's very green. Yeah. <laughs> so go out in the middle of the Colorado wilderness and dig a big hole and, Couple of van loads. Like I that, mean, you'd be done. Maybe like that one movie, Snatch. Oh, you yes. find your nearest pig farm. That's right. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Pig will eat a whole human. Um, Except for the hands and the feet. Sure. So they say. So they say. Um, a DC firefighter was fired after stopping for Chick fil A while on an emergency call. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's not a very good Christian. <laughs> well, he may have been thinking that, hey, the service is so quick. Yeah, right. I'm just going to take no time. It's going to be no time at all. I, uh, he was stopped. He stopped for fast food while an emergency call in March, and he's been terminated. A source familiar with the investigation told News 4. Two firefighters slash EMTs assigned to Ambulance 3 stopped at Chick-fil-A in Northeast D.C. around 4 p.m. on March 24th instead of responding to a call for a woman suffering chest pain at Kaiser Permente about a mile away. The firefighters said they had already ordered their food on an app when the emergency call came in, so they decided to stop for literally a few minutes tops, according to the D.C. Fire and EMS special report. Uh, The report written by one of the firefighters said there was no delay in patient care or response. A trial board heard the terminated firefighter's case and decision was made to end his employment. A government source familiar with the investigation told the News 4 um, website. A a spokesperson for D.C. Fire and EMS would only confirm that the firefighter was no longer with the department. The second firefighter on call that day is still employed pending the outcome of her own trial board. Hmm. They should have been like, 
We were picking up a lemonade for the lady, for the patient. <laughs> she was having some chest pains. Been a hot spring. We were going to get out there, get it to her. I just look forward to the commercial where they're sitting on the red couch. Oh, yeah. And that they're just talking about how they had to have a chicken sandwich. Get that stupid dun, 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 <laughs> yes. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, we were. I was of, responding to a call, but man, I hadn't had lunch that day. I knew their service was so quick, I would just be in and out. And Doug here brought my food out in a hurry. <laughs> he saw the lights. He heard the sirens. Yes. He did everything he could. Yeah. And Doug is like, we have an excellent uh, relationship with the emergency responders <laughs> in our community. That's right. And I knew they were on a call. And so I knew that we in a way, to... I'm on a call. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Those commercials get on my nerves, by the way. Yes. So bad. Um, yeah, like, uh, how did they get found out about? You know? <laughs> I mean... Somebody had to write. Yeah, I guess someone someone told on them. Probably the lady. You know, they can't ever keep their mouth shut. That's a joke. Ladies, please don't get mad at me. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, I, I I would think in that situation, you're going to be like, look, we'll have to double back and get our food. It's going to be a little cold. We'll come back. We'll tell them what happened. They'll make us some new ones. It's Chick-fil-A, right. you know? But... You can't pull on into the mobile parking spot when you're on a call. There's no way you can do that. Well, sure. I mean, I guess you can. Yeah, you can. But then you may have you some consequences. It's happened in March, and they're just now getting fired, though. That's a lengthy investigation. Yeah, that's true. You may or may not know that, and that Tuscaloosa does not have enough ambulance coverage for our county. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's Good only one ambulance company in town. Good to know. Yeah. And they actually, I can't remember what it is. I've read an article on it. They get fined so much for every minute, you know, like beyond a, you know, mm-hmm. a reasonable time to respond on a call. Who's fining them? The city of the county of Tuscaloosa, okay. I think. Yeah. So where does that money go? Oh, I don't. I mean, probably for the water park to build in North Fort <laughs> and the sports play. I don't know what <laughs> that they, big mountain of dirt yeah. at Kentucky. Stan Acker's new. Uh, government ride he's got all that you know stuff who knows what they do with it but yeah i i can't remember what that thing was but it was a pretty like a hundred dollars a minute or something like that. oh wow yeah it's pretty steep well i've never had to pay for an ambulance before but i've heard they're not cheap well the problem uh, the, the reason we're in this situation is the county decided to do an exclusive contract with north star and all the other ambulance companies were like Oh, I'm out of business. You know, like we don't have any business now if we're not because they would rotate amongst all these other crews. Right. And I think North Star's plan was we're just going to hire all them. And not everybody decided to go to work. A lot of them were like, well, I'll just go work somewhere else. They're mm. paying $12 an hour at McDonald's or whatever, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. So, huh. and that kind of got them in a quandary. But I think they're working out of it now. Former superintendent of education, Dr. Walter Davey. Mm hmm. Was an EM has when he retired, he went and he was an EMT at North Star. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Now he's working for the Boy Scouts again. He's doing his career in reverse, basically. <laughs> he's going like to end it. up working at McDonald's, <laughs> which was his very first job. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, that's like Kevin about Spacey in American Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that movie in a while. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Kevin Spacey. That's a uh, a number one weirdo. You know, he killed oh, yeah. a dude too, didn't he? Uh, no, he just uh, <laughs> he he bleeped a kid. Oh, okay. He said, "Oh, okay, yeah." Well, that happens. <laughs> I mean, who among us? <laughs> I, for one, have never bleeped a kid. Oh, I mean, I was already he slapped one, right? No. Oh, I'll slap a kid in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's one of the things wrong with America. You just can't open hand slap a kid like you used to. Hmm. I got slapped by a stranger in TGMY and fed. Of course. <laughs> I was acting up, getting under those clothes racks. That's what happens to you sometimes. Huh. Okay. We want to thank our sponsor, World Famous Cajun Curl by You for the Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the sports. <laughs> you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or to order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Did all that one breath. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. I think if I keep practicing, I can do the whole ad in one breath. <laughs> uh, here locally, it's available at Val's Fresh Market, South Finest Meats, Mark's Martin, Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wigglies in Lurley, on Lurling Wallace and down in Taylorville. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by you blend the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we move straight into questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Sometimes the audience likes to ask questions. You can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes. Or, like we, we have the most of this week, you can just go to our website, straightoddity.net, and you can just submit it to submit it to us straight from there. Great. All right, our first question comes from Anonymous. So, John, it's Thanksgiving month. What are some things you are thankful for? Uh, man, there's really a lot. I'm thankful for my wife and my kids and my health. I'm thankful I have both parents and that they've managed to somehow make it 53 years without splitting up. (laughs) Uh, I'm thankful for my job and the people I work with. I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful for a kind and loving God who hasn't smote me off the face of the earth. Like I deserve to. Yes. So there you go. What about you, tiny? A ditto. Okay. (laughs) Ditto for me. There you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Thankful I'm for, thankful for a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah, me too. I mean, I could go <laughs> yes. on for hours. I'm thankful for Alabama football. I'm thankful for Alabama basketball. <laughs> I'm thankful for Nick Saban. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thankful for everything. Our next question comes from Anonymous. There might be someone listening to this podcast that is feeling depressed and or lonely, especially as we approach the holiday season. 
what reassurance would you give that person to be hopeful, even if you can't speak to their specific situation? Oh, man. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Number one, I would say it's normal to feel down and depressed this time of the year. You're not mm-hmm. the only person that feels that way. I think probably all of us in some way who's lost a loved one or had something has a tinge of that that goes on during the holiday season. So number one, know you're not alone. Right. Right. Even if someone's life is going perfect. Yeah. This is the time of year when we don't have a lot of daylight. Yeah. Oh, It's yeah. starting to get chilly outside. Yeah. And so I think all of us, even even if your life is just going gangbusters right now. Yeah. You maybe feel like a twinge of that. Oh, yeah. I 100% do. Yeah. And um, number two, just know that whatever you're going through more than likely isn't permanent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only a temporary problem and it's going to either resolve itself one day or you're going to go into the great beyond. And there's no reason to get to the great beyond any faster than the Lord has planned for you. Right. Right. So, you know, don't do anything crazy because you got some difficulties or you're feeling down. A lot of people will, I think think there is no other solutions and there are many other solutions in life. So uh, I would encourage you if you're depressed to seek out someone that you can talk to, you know, go visit a doctor, you know, maybe you need medicine. I'm not anti any medicine on all of that or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, You know, a lot of times some of that's just caused by the chemicals in your brain get out of whack and you just got to get them back in whack and you'll be fine. So Mm -hmm. You know, don't be one of those people who think that you're too strong or you could get through it on your own. There are people out there that love you. I personally would encourage you to find a church family. You know, nobody's better at loving on you than church people. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. Now, <laughs> sometimes they'll they'll make you feel bad, but a good church family will help you out. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's it. You know, as a church family, we're supposed to love on each other. We don't always do a good job of it, but that's what we're supposed to do. And if you've been burnt by a church, then you there's know, other churches. There's other churches. And yeah. keep in mind that that churches are made of people. Yes. And people are not perfect. They're not perfect. So don't let one bad experience at a church, which was more than likely like just a handful of people yeah. at the most. Right. Don't let that sour you on church altogether. No. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume whoever this hypothetical fictional person we're talking to. Right. Like you're not perfect. No. I'm not perfect. Right. Why would you expect someone else to be perfect? Right. You know, if, if the Lord can forgive us our flaws, he wants us to forgive other people their flaws yeah. as well. And I would say, you know, if church isn't your thing, which it's not everybody's thing, I get it. Not everybody believes in God, and and that's that's their choice. That's fine. Maybe you blew out your knee. Yeah, right. Maybe like you the, lost like your, your Achilles tendon <laughs> on your last soccer game. But... um Find a group of like-minded people to be with. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're into Star Wars, I guarantee you there's some Star Wars nerd group that you can join. <laughs> right. And if you're open and honest with other people about what you're going through, they'll be open and honest and receptive to you. It takes courage to do that sometimes. It mm-hmm. takes courage to go, hey, I'm hurting to people. But every time I've ever done that, there's been somebody else in that group 
mine's normally been at church. It's been like, hey, I've been in a pretty much similar situation to you. You're going to be fine. Here's some things I did. I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. Those that's that's a, I think a common experience of humans. We've all been in bad places in life, and we all want to help somebody mm-hmm. else. You know, unless you're just a horror, not you. Unless the people you're hanging out with are horrible right. people, you don't want to go join the cartel or anything <laughs> right. and be like, "Hey guys, I feel down around Christmas every year." Because they're just going to behead you and do what car <laughs> cartels do. So you get, you know what I'm saying. Join uh, a group of good people that are into the things you, you know, if you're into, you know, whatever, collecting arrowheads, there's a group of people that are into that. Mm-hmm. And there are people there that will identify and help you. I promise. Because, you know, there's a lot of good people in the world. Yeah. My dad, he always had this saying to kind of go back to what you were saying about it being temporary. Yeah. Uh, my dad used to say, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. That's right. You know, no matter how bad things get, there's yeah. going to be another day. Another day is coming. Right. And, you know, things more than likely will get better. Right. And I would also say that when trials and tribulations come along, is it is easy for me I mean, all of us, it's so easy for us to just get down and sulk. Yeah. But one thing my dad always, was always quick to say is that's not going to fix the problem. No. That's not going to help you. Right. So, I mean, if if you're down in the dumps, you know, the one thing that you can do is try to make things better. Yeah. Because odds are you're not going to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so just think about stuff you can do to maybe get out of that situation. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's one foot in front of the other one. Yes. You know, that's how you get out of any situation mm-hmm. is you just got to keep going. You can't stay in it. And I'm a weirdo, but I think a lot about the fact that I'm here right now mm-hmm. as a product of generations of people who struggled. At some point, my ancestors got on a boat <laughs> with, right. with no lights, no electricity, Sailed across the Atlantic to get me here. We had to settle, moved into this hellhole we call Alabama <laughs> with all kind of dangerous perils around us, snakes that'll kill you. At one point in time, we had a lot of bears. They're coming back. All of that. We made it, mm-hmm. you know? They felt bad sometimes, too. I guarantee you they felt down, you know? They're having to bury children out in the back parking, you know, back, not parking lot, pasture underneath <laughs> right. a tree and all of that. They made it. I can make it too. The yeah. same metal that's in their DNA that gave them the strength to do that is in mine. Mm-hmm. And I try to remember that. I'm like, hey, I got that in me and yeah. I'm going to be all right. So, how, yeah. how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite baby. at a time. That's exactly right. <laughs> but yeah, most of all, if you are feeling down, go to your doctor and go talk to somebody. It's fine. That's okay thing to do. If you don't have insurance, there are free services. If you reach out to a church, there'll be somebody that'll put you in touch with somebody that'll help you out, mm-hmm. you know? So do that. All right. Next question. This is a this is a big one. Oh, boy. All right. This one comes from Anonymous as well. Anonymous is on fire today. He is. So, John, there's been several stories about alien evidence on Earth Oddity lately. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's suppose for a minute that they're real and Earth has decided to establish first contact. After a brief deliberation amongst the world leaders about choosing Earth's ambassador, the obvious choice is made. 
uh, you, Mr. John Long of Alabama. Okay. All right. Do you think you would make a good ambassador to represent humanity? Absolutely. <laughs> of course. There's one thing y'all don't know about me. I have a very high opinion of myself. <laughs> I would be perfect for it. Uh, what do you think they would learn about us after talking to you? Well, they'd learn what a double barrel shotgun was. Because <laughs> we are not entertaining any aliens on my watch. Okay. I mean, like a classic Earth greeting is kissing the barrel of this instrument in my hand, and then I blow their head off. He says, uh, for example, after the meeting, they might offer humanity a bunch of pimento cheese sandwiches to show they come in peace. <laughs> that would be good. That would be great. I will say, all the last week, I didn't have any pimento cheese. Okay. I had a headache every day. Oh, man. Saturday, I went to the grocery store. I bought some pimento cheese. Haven't had a headache since then. <laughs> I was say you were going through withdrawals. I think I was. I really do. I really think I was. I would just tell the uh, I would tell the aliens what I would tell anybody. Uh, hey, we got some really good people here, and we got some really not good people here. <laughs> right. Stick with me. I'll show you who's who. You know, <laughs> if they're wearing orange and blue, go ahead and take them out. They're bad folks. If they got crimson and white on, they're the good guys. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, it says, next, let's say you can't make it one day because you're too busy breaking furniture sales records and you have to send someone else. Obviously, you couldn't send Tiny because the aliens would think we're all a race of super giants that could crush them <laughs> with their bare hands if they upset us. and That would make them nervous, <laughs> which I mean, maybe that's not the worst thing. I don't hate that. <laughs> that's not the worst. I don't hate that idea at all. for the aliens to get in their head. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, what person familiar to the Earth, Audi, uh, Earth Oddity audience do you think would be the next best choice to send? Oh, Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would send... Uh, oh, let's see. Out of our audience, I would probably send Jacqueline. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if Jacqueline's still with us. <laughs> Somebody get this message to her. I pick her to talk to the aliens. <laughs> She's my proxy to talk to the aliens. Yeah. 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 I would pick Jacqueline. She's reasonable. She's intelligent. She's friendly. Kind. Yeah. I would pick cash money, money oddity thousand there. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad one either. <laughs> like it was predestined that we would sit down and talk about interspecies. Things. He would be getting them to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> Hey, perfect. <laughs> Bitcoin would actually moon. It would literally go to the moon. We're taking it to the moon. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then um, he says, finally, what famous person do you think would be the worst choice that we could make? Mm. Someone that would either send them away forever or might accidentally initiate an intergalactic war. I'm going with ye. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad Kanye one. West. That's Terrible not choice. One. Not a bad one at all. <laughs> yeah. I was what's the dude that everybody blames everything on? George Soros. George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> he would pay people to protest the aliens. Yeah, yeah, probably so. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Kanye, it's hard to beat that choice. <laughs> yes. That's probably it. He would do some pretty wild stuff. <laughs> he would be like, yeah. I'm just going to hang this picture of Hitler on your spaceship, <laughs> and I want you to kiss that picture every morning. All you need to know <laughs> is the guy in this picture was great. <laughs> <laughs> he did nothing wrong. 
Um, yes. Yeah, Courtney Love. You know, probably her <laughs> too. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, I am going to add this one myself. What famous person do you think would be a good mm. ambassador? I would send Joe Rogan to okay. meet the aliens in a heartbeat. That's not a bad one. That's not a bad one at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Joe's pretty good. Uh, mm, I, I, yeah, that's about it. I'll go with Joe, too. Yeah. I can't think of anyone better I mean, than that. He's been wanting to meet him for forever. Yeah, right. He's already prepared. He's and, done his studying on it. And I, I think he would be uh, very open-minded. Yes, right. And, Candy knows jujitsu in case they try to attack you. <laughs> yes. Get him in a rear naked choke hole. <laughs> and be like, I didn't want to hurt you. <laughs> I didn't want it to go this way. It didn't have to go this way, bro. <laughs> uh, next question. Commenting as a former professional, what homemade ingredients made up the perfect sandwich? Ooh. I mean, there's so many. My favorite sandwich of all time was a barbecue pork melt very mm-hmm. close to the uh, tuna melt yes you've mentioned that before yeah, i love it it's pepper jack cheese sliced pork bacon onions and barbecue sauce served with a side of ranch tuna melt was basically the same thing except it had avocados and tuna of course but mm-hmm. um we made a basil cashew chicken, which we made a uh, basil mayonnaise with basil and garlic and mayo and made chicken salad out of that. And we put, um, what's it called? The cock sauce, uh, sriracha sauce on it. Oh, yeah. Sriracha. Um, lettuce, tomatoes, cashews, avocados on it. This is a great sandwich, too. I liked it a lot. So. Mm. Um, I'd take any of those. It's wild that I can still remember all of that. <laughs> like eight years later, I still have it all in my brain. Just give me a number. I'll tell you what's on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, like peach tree melt, brie, uh, peach and pepper relish, ham, and Swiss cheese grilled with a side of horseradish dill sauce. So, yeah, I can go through all of them. <laughs> nice. That was a number 25, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for questions this week. Y'all don't want to hear me recite more sandwiches? (laughs) (laughs) You can uh, pay us $5 and get that in the extension. (laughs) There we go. That'll be the whole Patreon show. I'll just give away all the ingredients. through the menu. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we'll start with number one. That was an organic uh, jack. (laughs) Number two was a pineapple jack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. And I need to pull up our list of patrons. I want to start out and thank Mick Will first. <laughs> okay. Just thank Mick Will while you're pulling it up. Thank you, Mick Will. Yes. Mr. Mike Wilcox. <laughs> we would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier, including Mick Will. That's right. <laughs> the other ones are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron. Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, and Ms. Nicole Walter. Thank you, everybody, so much for what you do. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity. We have several tiers, but the $5 tier gets you earth oddity extended. That's an extra show after this one. 
And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up the extension today? Uh, we're going to talk about an elderly man that was arrested. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I have a story about, uh, well, it's an OnlyFans story. Okay. That involves... Well, surprise, surprise. I don't have it. <laughs> it involves a snake. Okay. And it also involves a snake. Okay. So... Britney Spears has an OnlyFans? <laughs> no. Oh. Although, uh, okay, it, I don't know if this was AI generated or what, but I saw a meme, I think, on X. It was like Britney Spears like dancing with knives. No, that's real life. Did, did, that you, put, did real you post life. that up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. She, I don't... <laughs> I don't follow Britney Spears on Instagram, right. but uh, I go to several websites that will point <laughs> out anytime she posts anything. Yeah. She got some wild stuff up there. <laughs> well, the meme was uh, someone breaking into Britney Spears' home, and it was like this dude like like creeping through the hallway, and then it cut to her dancing with those knives, <laughs> and then he just slowly starts backing out of the house. <laughs> Uh, that's much better than what I thought. The obvious <laughs> joke of she's ready to make you a sandwich already. <laughs> that's much more creative than that. So good. Or uh, maybe somebody could like uh, take one of those hibachi grills and like edit that <laughs> in in front of her. Have her standing like in. she's working at uh, Tokyo. A little, a little onion volcano <laughs> <Yes>. going. <laughs> that would be pretty. That would be pretty good. Yes. I don't know if you saw the video I made of uh, Cedric. You know, Cedric is Coach's little, uh, Coach Saban's little, uh, I don't know what you would call him, uh, his little cup bearer. You okay. Know? During football games, he <laughs> yeah. follows him around with his cup. Yes. And uh, during the game, he was doing this like. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> I put that on TikTok. I've got like almost 6,000 views on it now, which nice. I'm blowing up. But then I posted it on, I posted it in a comment on a bar stool thing and somebody made like a minute long version of it and they're getting way more shine on oh, it than me. Oh, man. It was my idea. Whenever y'all see that from here on out, because that's going to be huge. I was going to say, was that Elon Musk? It could have been. <laughs> He's notorious for stealing people's memes. Yeah. He was, somebody stole it and improved it. You know, I will <laughs> right. say they did the whole song. Yeah. I did not do that. But yeah, I was very proud of that. <laughs> well, you got anything else? Uh, no, other than Jane, I'm sorry once again that the Alabama men's basketball team beat the Indiana State Sycamores mm -hmm. um, pretty badly. You know, I thought Indiana was the home of basketball, but <laughs> apparently it lives in Tuscaloosa now. So, <laughs> yeah, it's basketball time, Tiny. Yep. Yep. We're going to be good this year. Well, you've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net, or you can head on over to our website, that's earthoddity.net, and you can submit stuff straight from there. If you would like to tweet at us on X, we are at underscore earthoddity. You can check out our show art. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We're getting going up tomorrow. <laughs> nice. I just realized the podcast <laughs> got posted on my way home from work. <laughs> and 
Uh, if you want to chat at us online, we have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? The 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, patrons. I'm here. Tiny's here. I'm here. As always. (laughs) Every week. Every week. Without fail. Yeah, I mean, unless something's going on and we can't record. <laughs> yes. Which like, I, speaking of, you're going to New York. I'm going to New York, but we're...